seasonless leaven. Hello. Seasonless eleven. I have to run fast with the message so we'll not do the PowerPoint. We don't have all day. Seasonless eleven. Does it sound strange to somebody's ear? It should. It should sound strange. You know, Jesus came to this earth to show us how to live the heavenly life on this earth. So the church is running below its potential. When we get to the level that Christ wants us to live, we'll be living the heavenly life on this earth. It is something that has already been given. All that we need to do is to enter into that revelation and manifest it in our day-to-day life. Seasonless living. Living the life of heaven on this earth. Let's go to Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22. The Bible says, Genesis 8 and 22, the Bible says that as far as, or so far as this earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest time. There will be cold and heat, summer and winter. And day and night, will never cease. The first line says, as far as this earth remains. And that is where I want to take that thing off. We are heavenly citizens. We are not earthly citizens. If you are an earthly citizen, you'll be covered by seasons and times. Should I push it harder? Should I push it harder? In heaven, we don't have winter and summer. We don't have one o'clock and two o'clock. We have eternity. The oldest man that lived on this earth was called Methuselah. And the Bible says that one day is like thousand years before the Lord. So Methuselah himself did not live for a day according to the heaven calendar. Now, the seasons and times were made for people on this earth, for nations, for institutions, for everything that, are, that is on this earth. 
but we are not of this earth. And the laws of this earth should not govern and constrain us. So I'll be starting from the Old Testament to going through the New Testament to prove to us that that is what, that is the standard that God has set for us. Jesus came to demonstrate it. To show us that he is from heaven. And by virtue that he is from heaven, he is a visitor on this earth. And as a visitor, he can't be governed by the rules of this earth. And he is far and above the rules of this earth. Let's begin from the Old Testament. Remember, we, the basis is Genesis 8 and 22. As far as this earth remains, as far as this earth remains, we are governed by seasons and times. And we often quote Ecclesiastes chapter 1, for everything, there is a time, there is a season, there is a purpose. I am not governed by that. I am governed by the rules in heaven, by the laws of heaven. And every Christian is supposed to be governed by those things. Let's go to Genesis 31. In Genesis 31 from verse 1 to verse 4 there is the story of Jacob having saved Laban. The Bible says that he changed his wages ten times. (laughs) Now this is what happened. He said the animals would mate. You know, the, the animals are not like human beings. They mate according to season. So Laban thought that he was going to give uh, Jacob something difficult. So say, he's, he told him that if they come and they are speckled, they are, how do you call They They have different colors stripes they are spotted they are for you so how was it going to be possible for Jacob to have that but the Bible says in the night Jacob saw in heaven that God had prepared that for him amen in heaven the design of the skin of the animals were then in heaven. And they ruled over what Laban decided to have on this earth. Animals made in seasons, but in heaven there is no season. God overruled this law of season. 
And for every season that a different caller should come, God said, I am not bound by the rules of labor. I am God. I decide what I want to do. Laban was smart. But I don't think any of us can be smarter than God. Your destiny is in the hands of God. Whatever people tell you on this earth will not matter because it is kept and guided by the Lord and it's released in accordance with his pleasure. So when people expect difficult things from your life, look up to God because he, that God, he has been there yesterday he is there today. And tomorrow, he would also be there for you. Let's go a little further. And I want to give you a lot of illustrations so that I prove my point. So we see what happened in Genesis 31. We'll go to Numbers 17. In number 17, there has been an opposition to the ministry of Aaron and to the leadership of Moses. Church listen. The Lord said, collect the staff of the leaders, each tribe, write the name of each tribe on the staff and lay it before me. Lay it before me. The staff of Aaron is the same staff he used when he went to see Pharaoh. So plus and minus, it is not less than one day old. And the leaders have been working with their staff. And the staff, every leader's staff has dried up. I'm going to spread the ministry of angels in my message so you understand. Moses collected the staff and placed it before the Lord. All the staff have dried up. There is no life in any of the staff. If even they were cut yesterday, they were cut from the source of life. They were placed before the Lord. I don't know how many times you place yourself before the Lord. I don't know how many times you want to run because you have long legs and you are in hurry. But they 
place the hopeless uh, stuff before the Lord. And the Bible says, in the morning, in the following day, not the next three years, the following morning, the rod of Aaron has not only sprouted and blossomed, but it has also grown and produced almond. It has grown, sprouted, blossomed, and produced almond. Then you can understand that one day before the Lord is like a thousand years. So let me bring you to what the angels did. As soon as they placed the sticks before the Lord, the angels started moving. They have to roll back time to the time when Aaron's rod was fresh and what? Uh, producing fruit. And they roll, when they rolled it back, they also rolled it forward. And they came in place that, how do you call, that stick there. In the ministry of, we will see a lot of these things in what we are going to share. You know, angels do the bidding of the Lord. When the Lord commands, then they go and then they perform. Under what circumstance, in which lab, can they produce a dry steak that overnight sprouts blossoms and produce a fruit. That is the kind of life God has reserved for us. I have a prayer called the day before prayer. Because I know that God knows the day before what is going to happen. So I can walk in the day before, before the day Occurs. That is the privilege God has given to us. As if that is not sufficient. In 2 Kings chapter 3, King Jerob, Josephat, and another king from Edom, they chased the king of Moab. Because the king of Moab had rebelled. For seven days, they were going round, round, round until they came to a time. You might have come to that time in your life. Because they said that, has the Lord not tricked us to punish us? God tricking you to get what? You are a human being. He is God. Sometimes we say things that we don't understand. When after seven days, 
They didn't have water for themselves. They didn't have water for their animals. So it was a great challenge. Eventually, they found a prophet. That prophet had the mind of God. And the prophet said, church, listen. He says, there will be no wind. There will be no rain. But in the morning, there will be water in the valley. When you are walking and you see the clouds forming, you say that it's going to rain, right? But the prophet is saying, the clouds will not form. You will not even feel the wind. But then, there will be water. Do you know what he told them to do? He said, dig, 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 so that when you are digging, you find water. Then you can say that it was your digging that produced the water. The Bible says the next day as the time of sacrifice, water started flowing from Edom. Water will flow. Water will flow into your life. Water will flow into your life at the point where you have not seen any wind or seen any rain. Because that is how God works. The time of wind and the time of rain are the times of seasons. But God is not bound by seasons. He is not bound by seasons. As if that is not sufficient. God continued to prove that he is a seasonless God. In Daniel chapter 2, the Bible says that King Nebuchadnezzar had a lot of dreams. And then he was troubled by the dream. So he said, go and bring all the people who have been trained to interpret dreams. But the condition is this. This is the condition. I have forgotten the dream. So they should first tell me the dream. And then they would interpret. And this is how it happened. Daniel came in. I want you to bring uh, 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 Daniel 2 and 21. He says that we have a God in heaven. He is the one that determines times and seasons. And he is the one that changes times and seasons. Have you heard any government that said, I'm ordering winter to begin at a certain time. I'm postponing summer even for one day. Have you heard that? But this is the business of our God. This is the business of our God. He says, and he changes times and seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those to those who have understanding. So Daniel went and, and told Ariok, 
the chief executioner that you should give him some time. And they gave Daniel time. And in the night, the Lord revealed the Lord revealed the dream to Daniel. I won't call anybody to come for us to do this demonstration. I'll try to do it myself. Remember the angels are there. On Monday, the king had the dream. On Tuesday morning, he told the people the challenge. The day was going till a certain day when Daniel came in. Now the Bible says that the king had forgotten. He, the king who dreamt, had forgotten it. There's a revelation here. The dream passed through his mind. Where did it go? The angels were waiting. They had archives. You know, they keep records in heaven. So the dream came, and then it came, and they filed it. When Daniel started petitioning, they went to the archives, and they started what? Looking for it. And then, the other thing they did was, they had to bring the king to the place where he dreamt. The reason is that when Daniel tells him the dream, he has to agree that that is exactly the dream. Oh God. Isn't this beautiful? So Daniel told the king that while you were lying on your bed, look at all the details that the Lord provided to Daniel. He said, while you were lying on your bed, this is what you dreamt and this is the meaning. And he explained to the king. He says he gives knowledge to those who have understand. And I pray that the revelation of seasonless living, you would understand it. So you will not place any limitation on anything by time or season. By time or season. Time or season. Let's go and select a few things from the New Testament. I like John chapter 5, 1 to 9. In John chapter 5, 1 to 9, Jesus went to a place where there were many sick people the lame, the blind. Fiscally challenged in any way. And the Bible says that at a certain time or at a certain season, at a certain time or a certain season, angels will come and cause the water. To what? To move. Church, listen carefully. Time. Seasons are in the hands of God. This is 
what I like most. The Bible says Jesus found somebody who had been there for more than 38 years. And Jesus asked him, do you want to be healed? And the man literally saying, the time has passed. The time for healing has passed. Maybe in his heart he said, don't trouble me. He might say, you, don't, you really don't know what happens. The season has passed. Do you want us to t- tell the, what the angels did? The angels have to bring back the season. And Jesus said, you don't need any season. The governor, the owner, the one who creates and manages season is here. Let Jesus show up in your life. Let Jesus show up in your life. Let Jesus prove to you that he is the owner, the creator, the sustainer of everything. Jesus said, I am the one who controls the seasons. It is not the water, it's not the wind, it's me. So get up, take your mat and what? And walk. Whatever is keeping you down, Jesus is speaking to you. That don't wait for the season. Because he is yesterday. He is tomorrow. He is uh, today. When he shows up, the winds cease. When he shows up, the waves cease. And when he shows up, the waters run back. You know, it's the wind that pushes the waves. And the waves push what? The water. And now, when Jesus came, everything is going back to where they belong. Those things will go back to where they belong. They will go back to where they belong. And if you go forward to John chapter 6, Jesus Jesus had taught some people. The place was a desert. It was far away. It was in the evening. Sometimes these are the excuses that we give to our lives when things are not working. It's far. It's late. It's difficult. It's impossible. The Bible says that when Jesus asked his disciples as to how the people were going to eat, the Bible says he knew exactly what he was about to do. There's no situation you are finding yourself in that has not passed before the Lord. His eyes are watching over your situation. But he wants you to understand that there is no situation that he, the Lord, cannot control, cannot manage. It was late in the night. It was far away from the city. And even if they had money, they had to go to the city. 
the city has to come to Jesus. So now, look at the screen. This is the screen. Heaven is here. The desert is here. They had some loaves of bread, some fish. And Jesus raised it up. I don't know what is a WhatsApp. The fastest message hit heaven. And when it hit heaven, they understood it. They said, Jesus needs more bread and more fish. The angels rolled back the time to the time when the supermarket supplied bread fresh in the morning. And the order was placed. And then nobody could see the angels, but they were just pushing their bread through the curtain. They were pushing their bread through the curtain. They were pushing. You see, when God does, he does over and what? Abundant. Sometimes the situations that we face are opportunities to see the glory of God in our lives. So whether it was far away or whether it was night, the Bible says that in the time of season it will be there will be night and what day. In heaven, we don't have I was coming from there yesterday. There is no night, there is no day. There's no night, there's no day. And the Bible says, when the real heaven comes, you see that there's no sun. Jesus himself will be what? Will be our sunshine. That is why I was there yesterday, we were just discussing. We were looking down and saying, ah, why is that the people on this earth are bound by earth rules? When we've already, the Bible says, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. We have to look down. But we haven't finished yet. So they ate and they ate and ate and everybody was filled. The food on this earth will make you hungry. But the food from heaven will satisfy you and satisfy you for life. He says, anybody who eats this bread will be hungry. But I, Jesus, I am the bread of life. I'm the bread of life. In John 4, Jesus meets a woman. And the woman asks Jesus, what do you say? Because we have been told that we have to go to the mountain and worship. And even that one, it's not every day. It's by season and it's by this. Now please, this revelation I'm going to give you is going to cancel every understanding you have about worship. Those times they were worshiping by seasons. But Jesus said a time is coming. And the time has come. When the true worshippers of God will not worship him by season, but they worship him by spirit and by truth. Some people think that worshipping God is coming here for two and a half hours on Sunday. 
But that thing is gone long time ago. If you don't learn to worship God on day-to-day basis, hour-to-hour basis, you are still worshiping God by season. But God is calling us to seasonless worship. And that is what I saw in heaven yesterday. The angels were worshiping without what? Season. Oh God. Ah. You see, the worshiping God without the seasonal conditions was a provocating revelation. The woman forced Jesus to tell her and us that a time is coming and that time has already come that the true worshippers of God would worship him in spirit and in truth. Where is the Holy Spirit in your life? If he is there and you have never experienced the time when you walk into your house and he puts his hand around you and say, let's worship. You are in your car. And then he says, I'm close by. Can you notice me? Let's worship. That is what the Holy Spirit does. If you have him, he has the mind of God and he is the connector between the earth and heaven. And in John 5, Jesus said, he only does what he sees the Father doing. So God gave us the Holy Spirit so that our worship will not be stunted or our worship will not be based on season but it will be a seasonless worship. You want to experience seasonless worship? That is why God is telling us this. Christ has canceled the time when we have to go to Jerusalem to worship God. When we have to go to a certain place. When we have to wait. If you are not worshiping God, from Sunday to Sunday, Monday to Monday, you are living the life on this earth. Because that is how the people on the earth worship God. But we who are in heaven will worship God without ceasing. That is what the Bible says. Whatever you do, whether you eat, you drink, whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. The true worship of God brings what? The glory of God. The glory of God. The glory of God. That is it. God wants us to come to the place of seasonless living. Now the whole ministry of Jesus pointed to the fact that He was carrying out a seasonless living. In Luke chapter 4 and in Isaiah 61, they talk about 
Jesus Christ. He said he came to renew, to redeem, to bring refreshment of the spirit to the people. All these things are meant to bring you to a place of seasonless living. When you faint and you are resurrected, you are given the opportunity to, to what? To live. But this is another secret which we all have to know. When you sin and you confess your sin, the Bible says he cleanses you from all, he forgives you the sin and cleanses you from all unrighteousness. And in the Old Testament, the psalmist says that when I had not confessed my sin, I felt like the sun upon my life. And when the sun is upon your life, the sun is what? Draining what? Your strength. So another thing, another thing that Jesus did is to give us access to his name and to the blood. So when we confess our sins, we are ushered into what? A new life. A new opportunity. A new hope. A new life. A new opportunity. All these are pointers to the fact that Christ came so that we might have life and have it in abundance. For the pastors and for the ministers, any time you use a spiritual gift, you are tapping into heaven. You are tapping into the reservoir of heaven. And by tapping into it, you are walking in the unlimited uh, provisions of God and you are exercising a seasonless ministry it says walk in the spirit and you not satisfy the desires of the flesh it says those who live as earthly people are carnal and the love of God is not in them. So the amount of seasonal living that you can have is proportionate to your desires of the things on this earth. It says what we see, all those things, what we taste, they are all passing away. But the word of God endures forever. So the choice is yours. Do you want things that go by seasons? Let me share something to you. This suit was sewn in the year 2000. Was sewn in the year 2000. It isn't fashionable, but it is for all seasons. Because fashions come 
and go. But things like this, they don't go. They don't go. If you want to have the best use of your money, learn to buy things that are seasonless. The whole ministry of Jesus was about seasonless. Even when Peter said, this is not the time for fishing, he said, me, I'm not governed by these laws. I'm governed by laws from above. I see that there are fishes. So cast your net. And when you cast the net, there was a lot. A lot. You see, in heaven, we even rain down fish. He rained down fish. Haven't you heard the Bible says that he makes way in the desert places. He causes water to flow in the desert places because he's the creator of this earth. Church, God is calling us to a higher potential which he has already set that kind of Standard. In Titus chapter 2, 11 to 15, it talks about the appearance of grace calling us to say no. I'm about to end very soon. This is my shortest. Uh, how do you go? It says grace has appeared for us to be able to say no. To all things that do not please God. The appearance of grace is from heaven. And heaven gives us the ability to say no. No to what? No to say the life on this earth. No to the way Life is led on this earth. No. No. And when God says that he has given us the ability to say no, we have to trust him. We should not be deceived by the fantasies on this earth. The Bible says in a large house, there are so many verses. But that vessel that cleanses itself. Talking about human beings, that vessel will be used to an honorable service. So we have degree of people too early, mildly early, uh, not very early, up to the place where there is a cut of them, this area, now heavily. You see, when Jesus came, he had to buy an earth suit. Because in heaven, we don't wear earth suit there. 
So he bought the earth suit so that he can live here. But his spirit and his mind were not governed by everything he did. Jesus canceled all the laws on this earth. Not even one. He stood there and then he was lifted up. You didn't see my angels. They brought the, the how do you call the lift. Jesus stood in it, but you people did not see. I saw. <laughs> the angels just took him up without any uh, opposition from the forces on this earth. Every part of his life you explain it. But what kind of life do you have, my sister? What kind of life do you have, my pastor? What kind of life did Jesus give us? He gave us the same kind of life. And in one way or the other, anytime you were spiritual, we experience the heavenly. Anytime you were spiritual, we experience the heavenly. If it's so good, why don't you do that? Peter said, you are not going anywhere. We have seen what you look like in heaven. So you are not going anywhere. Let's stay here. Have you seen what God looks like in heaven? Have you relied on the word of God and seen the power of God God wants us to be his representatives. He wants us to be his ambassadors. And in fact, the Bible says that in this world, we are Christ. How Christ is, so are we in this world. That is why we call ourselves Christians. But where is the power? Where is the power? Where is the power? God has called us not to anything that is difficult. He has called us to walk in his power, in his name, in everything. Just as Jesus did. And he's waiting to see us come to that level. But it begins when you give your life to Jesus Christ. And it continues when you walk in the things of the Lord. If you are here, you have not given your life ever to Jesus. The Spirit of God will not come and live in you so that you would be able to overcome the pool of this earth. If you're already here and one step in the spiritual realm, one step on this earth, this is the time to make a decision. If you are here, you are not happy with the progress of your spiritual life. I want to pray with you because this message is for you. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says that, can you put it there for me? Because I'm going to use it to end. It says that, 
He pleads with us by the mercies of God. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies in the living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Let's continue. And do not be conformed to this world. Do not live as the people who are governed by the laws of this earth. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Do you want to experience the transformation of your mind? If you are, I want you to step here and I'll pray with you. If you are not happy with your spiritual life and you need the spirit of the Lord to give you some push, this is the time and this is the place. I I will pray with you. Step forward and I will pray with you. up to five pe- five people I can feel in my spirit that there are people sitting down who want to come forward can we have the last two can we have the last two can we have the last two come forward can we have the last two come forward this message is for you it's for you it's for you you are living below your beneficial potential. Living below your potential, your potential, where God expects you to be. Give him a star. I live for Hallelujah. To river, I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath I take, every morning I am away. I'll be Lord. Lord, I. 
The moment you step over this uh, prophetic line, there will be a change. Amen. A change would take place. Something permanent would happen in your life. That it will be impossible for you to go back. Shall we have the first people come? Lord, I give you my heart. Father, it's established in heaven, and heaven has witnessed, and heaven has confirmed, and heaven has sealed this step that separates the past being, the past life of these your children. Spirit of the living God, you do fresh things. Let them receive freshness. Let them receive the life 
that is beyond any season. And let them live to your praise and to your glory. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You can go this way. You can go to your place. The next part. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live with you. By the ordination of the word that has come today. The word was sent for a purpose. And it will not go back without accomplishing that purpose. Lord, you watch over your word to bring about its performance. Thank you, Lord. Spirit of the living God. You have ushered them. You have separated them. You have invited them to your soul. Thank you, Lord. That from now on, they will live the heavenly life on this earth by the grace that you give through the name of Jesus. You are made whole. You are made new. You have made, you've been made an instrument of God. You live for his praise and for his glory. God bless you. You can go. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath of the day. As a convert, will train you to become a disciple, and from the disciple, you become a minister, you become an active uh, person work, working in the ceaseless understanding of the ministry of God. So, if you are a minister of God, then you have a great responsibility. On behalf of the Crossfire Global Mission. I'll be giving you uh, a letter and also a certificate. But let me pray with you first. But church, listen. The office of a deacon was a new revelation that God gave to the church. It has not always been there. It was when the church went through a crisis that God opened that revelation and released it. So, your office is not an office that was created by the church. It was an office that God released to the church. So, it is not me or Crossfire that is making you that. The office of deacon is from above. So also, 
are the ministers of God. I want you to understand you are not working for me, you are not working for Crossfire, you are working for God through Crossfire. Mm. So let me pray with you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I want to bring your servants before you. Paul said, we should thank God who has qualified us to be his servants. And when God qualifies, nobody can disqualify. By this ordination of the word of the Lord, I call you to be well established in the post of a deacon. By the ordination of the word of the Lord, I call you into the place where you have been equipped to exercise your ministry in the kingdom of God through crossfire. By the ordination and the word of God, I pray with you and establish you in the counsel of God concerning how to pastor and to lead the children of God. Yes, you are the Lord. This calling will be fulfilled. Yes. You would begin to walk in the wisdom and the power of God. And like Moses said, you'll be distinct. You receive the favor of God. And the glory of God will not be that which was found in Obed, Adam's house. It will be in your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you turn to the congregation? These are officers of the ministry. They have been called not to lord over you, but to serve you so that you would grow and fulfill your divine purpose and destiny. Heaven has taken note. I told you this morning we had a meeting about this. Heaven has taken note and they would excel and prosper. Thank you. God bless. Come on, put your hands together for them. Oh, well, now you can look at me.